dedicated to student counsellors and their road to getting qualified and beyond. I'm back and today I wanted to talk to you about supervision and how to get the very best out of the experience as a student counsellor. Good afternoon, it's really really lovely to be back. Um, I feel really happy to be recording this today. Um, It feels so, so lovely. And I was really excited to sit down and and to just to connect with you all again. I think I'm suddenly reaching an even keel, which means that I might well be able to start recording more episodes. Hallelujah for that, eh? (laughs) So I don't think I can promise that it's going to be every week in the way that it was when I first started out. But I feel as if I'm getting to a point where I'm able to give you a bit more content again and I've got time to sit down and spend this time talking with you. So it feels really, really special to be back. And as usual, your support has been astronomically brilliant. I don't even know if that's a way of putting it, but it's been so appreciated by me. I still receive comments and messages all the time on my Facebook page and it's so helpful. Uh, It kind of keeps me going. So thank you to anybody that has commented or connected with me via Facebook. It just feels so important that we've got this space together. So I just wanted to say a really big thank you to all of you for that. So we might want to talk now about the very thorny subject of supervision. And why do I say a thorny subject? I think it's because student counsellors, in my experience of working with them, can sometimes get a bit bothered by supervision and what supervision is and how to use it. And so I thought that it would be really helpful for us to just thrash that around today, thrash around some ideas about what supervision is how to get the very best out of the experience as a student counsellor. Well, and to be honest, and beyond being a student counsellor, because it isn't just during training that supervision is an absolute godsend. It's actually through your whole career as a counsellor. So without further ado, let's have a think about this process. And for those of you that have already had some supervision, but you're not quite sure about it or you're still not sure if you're kind of doing it right in inverted commas, this might be helpful for you. And for those of you that have never had supervision before, but know that you'll be going on to placement and eventually will need supervision, this might be a helpful way to just give you some pointers and some thoughts from me about how I see supervision. I'm not saying for a minute that I have this, I'm the oracle of all supervision because I'm really not. But I know how I've used supervision over the years and how it has really, really changed for me. And it's changed not only the process of supervision, but it's also really, really changed my practice and my confidence in practice. I think that supervision is one area that it really helps to open up our self-confidence because it's that one place that we can be really real and genuine with our supervisor about our work because we can't share our work with anybody else in our world really. 
we can only share it in that safe and confidential space of supervision. That kind of takes me on nicely to my first point, which is around vulnerability. Is it okay if you walk into supervision and you've got a client that you're stuck on or you don't know what you're doing with or you don't like, you know, let's be real. Sometimes it happens where we we don't always like our clients. That's okay because we're human beings. And sometimes if we don't like them, then we need to be able to air that and share that in supervision and work out what's going on. So the first sort of top tip I have is really around if you're entering into supervision, it's about being really, really real with your supervisor and finding the person that's going to enable you to be real in that way. So if you've got a client that you're struggling with, you need, and I I reiterate that, you really do need to take that into supervision. That's really, really important because often we've got blind spots around our work with clients. We've got things that we can't see or things that we're stuck in. And to be able to share that with another person is great for us as therapists, but it's also absolutely brilliant for our clients because we bring in so much into our work with them. When we've had good supervision, we're able to expand the way that we work with them. Maybe we see them differently. Maybe we understand them in a different way. And it's really important to be aware of that. So take it into supervision. If there's any clients that are bothering you or you just don't know what to do with, supervision is the best place to take that. So I hope that that helps to think about it and to think about you being vulnerable and saying, do you know what? I don't know if I've done this right or, oh my God, I said the wrong thing, I think. Or I said that and I don't know why I even said it and how do I fix it? There's so many things that can happen in a split second in a counselling conversation because we're just human beings and we're there human to human with somebody else. And we have to make a very quick decision on what we say or where we go next with something. And I think supervision is the place for that to happen. The place for us to be able to say, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I'm doing with this client. Okay, so moving on from vulnerability and being really real. The next thing that I wanted to speak to you about is hopefully having a supervisor that you feel isn't going to judge you isn't going to look down on you or or frown upon you. They're not your boss. You're just there as two colleagues together. You're being you in that space. And hopefully the supervisor is being them within their space. I know that I do my best with any of my supervisees to just be me and just be really real and genuine. And I hope that you have a supervisor that does that for you too, because we want a place where we can be free of judgment that we don't feel as if we've done something wrong. We can go in and and share our reality. That's what I really want for all of you, to be able to share your reality in supervision and for that to feel okay. Sometimes it can be uncomfortable, don't get me wrong, but on the whole, for it to feel okay, that to me is where the magic can happen. The other things that I, I wanted to think about is 
how do you be prepared for supervision? I know that I'm jumping around all over the place here, but it's just the way that it's formulating in my mind. I don't script these podcasts. They come out as they come out. (laughs) So they're not scripted. So just bear with me if I'm jumping around a bit. But I always think about what do I need when I'm going for supervision? So I know myself, I've got supervision on Monday and it's, um, what day is it today? Oh, it's Wednesday as I'm working with you here now and talking to you. And so I'm aware that supervision's coming up on Monday. And I'm also aware that my energy levels are dipping a bit and I'm feeling like I need supervision. And this happens really often for me when I get towards supervision happening because it's once a month. It just feels like, oh, I really need it now. I've got to the point that I really need it. (laughs) So when I reach that point, I start thinking to myself, what do I need this time from supervision? What do I need? And sometimes I might jot down a few bits and bobs. So this time I've got a few things to speak to my supervisor about that I've been sort of storing up. I need to speak to her about all of those things and just share with her where I'm at with stuff. And so I've I've already kind of formulated in my mind two or three little points that I want to talk to her about. They're probably not little, actually. They're quite big points. <laughs> Whenever I think they're little, they explode into something much bigger in supervision. But that's OK. Um, and it's what I generally will do is take with me the notes for those particular clients if I feel as if I I want to talk about them I would try and have my notes with me just in case I need to refer back to you know how long have I worked with them for or something that they might have said you know six six months ago or something sometimes I need to better refer back in the moment and that could be really helpful so I very securely take my notes with me just for those clients because I'm, I'm usually quite confident that If I need to talk about another one that just comes into my awareness and it's not one that I was planning to talk about, I feel quite confident that I'm bringing them into the space for a reason and therefore I'm able to remember their stuff, if that makes sense. And actually, in reality, I often don't refer to my notes at all in supervision. But for me, it's just a little bit of a, I don't know, like a safety blanket (laughs) of just knowing that whilst I'm talking, if I do need to refer to something... I've got it there because it's it's really important to be accurate with the information that you're giving to your supervisor. You know, be as accurate as you can without breaking, you know, breaking the cover of who the client is. Be as accurate as you can be in terms of, you know, what you're telling them and just stuff about their lives. You know, try and do it from your reality, from what you know of them, because it's what you're doing is you're introducing your client to the supervisor And they're going to get to know your client through you, if that makes sense. So they know the version of the client that you know. (laughs) So you need to bring with you the real kind of sense of the client. I think that's a really important point, actually. So be prepared with what you think you might need from supervision. Is there a particular client that you're struggling with or a client that's about to finish, perhaps, and you need to talk through what the ending might look like? That's a real biggie for me is when I've got a client ending coming up and I need to work through what that ending is going to mean for them and for me and how I'm going to handle that ending. So that's often something that I will take to supervision. Sometimes there might be a boundary issue of some sort, you know, something that just doesn't quite sit right with you that you need to take into supervision and really work through and explore. That's okay too. That's another really great thing to take in. Maybe you've got a client that It's driving you crazy. (laughs) You look in your diary in the morning and you're like, oh, no. You know, take that into supervision. What's going on? Why do you feel the way that you feel? Because it can just be really helpful to, to work out what's happening there. Because 
you can bet your bottom dollar that if you're feeling that way about that client, then other people might also feel that way about them as well. So it might give you a really interesting insight into them and their life by you really experiencing what this feeling that you experience is, if that makes sense to you all. So really go into that space and take what you need into supervision to help you with that. But ultimately, I think notes, you know, a notebook and a pen and maybe a a mug of tea or something, if if you're allowed to drink in your supervision. I always do have hot drinks with my supervisees when I see them face to face. Um, but on Zoom, generally, I'll have a hot cup of tea next to me, although I would never do that with a client. So that's very interesting, isn't it? Very different. So remember that supervision is a colleague to colleague space. This is two colleagues working together to explore your clients, your work, and actually your well-being comes into that too. I very, very frequently have this conversation with student counsellors where they sit down and they say, oh, I've got so much of my own stuff going on. I really want to talk about that today, but I don't feel like I should. Lots of shoulds come into it. You know, they say, oh, I should be talking about my clients. It's not about me, it's about them. All of those things happen to come into our supervision. And I find myself saying really frequently, you're the person working with the clients. If you've got stuff going on, I want to support you in that. So... As much as we don't make it into personal therapy, we allow space for supervisees to talk about what's going on in their life. Because so often that informs the work they're doing with clients anyway. So often there'll be similarities in client work. Sometimes I might notice that there's a parallel between the client's work and the supervisee's life that they haven't noticed for themselves. And it's really helpful to have some of that knowledge. And as I say, it doesn't need to turn into personal therapy, but I always encourage all of my supervisees to talk about themselves, talk about their process, talk about how they feel, talk about how they feel working with clients, talk about what's happening in their life. Because without that, it's a very much more of a one-dimensional image for me as a supervisor. So it's just crucial to bring that into the space. And it's hard because you feel as if, oh, I know I felt before, oh, I shouldn't really be using up my supervising time with this. But it's what I've learned over the years is that if I'm not okay, then I can't really be of use to anybody. So it's about me giving myself permission that if I've got stuff going on in my life that I need to share, that I will do that. And if it becomes excessive and I know that I'm having to share a lot in supervision, then I know it's time to go back to personal therapy. I just wanted to really say that it's okay to talk about you. It's okay to talk about your process. It's okay to talk about your life and how you're feeling. None of that is swear words in supervision. It's just about reality. So be real, be really congruent with everybody and share that reality because that's you. That's the real you coming into the room. And I don't know about other supervisors, but I love that when the real person comes into the room. It's just wow, isn't it? It's just wow. So I think I've covered a lot of what I wanted to say. But you know what? Ultimately, I wanted to finish by saying that supervision is your space. It's your space to talk about your work. 
talk about your life and to talk about how you're finding everything. There's some great learning that could come out of supervision. You know, sometimes your supervisor might have a great idea of something that you can try with a client. You might try it and it might work brilliantly or you might try it and it might be a big flop. But actually, the learning is so rich. Supervision, I hope, leaves you feeling energised and a little bit lighter than it did at the beginning. I hope it leaves you feeling ready to get back on to the horse, so to speak, and carry on working with clients because it's about energy, isn't it? It's about energising ourselves without wanting to sound all hippie. That's what it is. It's about, oh, I need the energy. I need the energy because I, I cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you bear that in mind, that supervision needs to replenish you. And if you have a supervisor that doesn't leave you feeling replenished, that doesn't allow you time to talk about your stuff, that doesn't allow you enough time to explore client work, then maybe they're not the supervisor for you. And I always say, be with the people that feel like sunshine. So if your supervisor doesn't leave you feeling all warm and comforted and and ready and energised again, then they might not be the right person for you. And that's no reflection of them. Sometimes we just don't connect with others very well. And sometimes it's just the cocktail of people just doesn't match. It doesn't match what each other needs. So it's not a reflection on them. But if your supervision doesn't work for you, please be brave and speak out about that and share that with them. Let them know because my sense is is that it's so important. I think it's the most crucial part of being a counsellor is supervision and good supervision that's going to support you all the way through forever. You know, for the whole time that you do this work, you will need to have supervision. And I think that that is so important. I think lots of people believe it's just whilst they're training that they have to have this, but it's forever. Whilst you want to be a counsellor and do this work, you will always need to have supervision. So you need to get the right one because potentially some people stay with their supervisors for many years. And so potentially you're going to spend a lot of time with this person. And if they're not the right person for you, then they're not going to fill you up and leave you feeling great at the end. You're going to go away feeling underconfident and worried that you've done something wrong or not feeling refreshed, you know, all of that stuff. And in my experience of supervision, that particular part of my work has been the difference between me being um, an underconfident therapist at times to being a really confident therapist who really believes in her abilities. You know, I believe that I am actually good at what I do. And that's such an important point to make is that that has grown through supervision and through support from my supervisor. It's a real big deal when you look at it like that. So I really would like that for all of you. And whilst I'm thinking about supervision and I'm thinking about what you might need to do to prepare for good supervision... If you haven't yet found your supervisor, you know, seek out the people that offer those free initial meetings. Have lots of calls with them. You know, call different people and get a real sense of what they're like and who they're about before you commit. And try and get that person for you and be really honest about what you want and what you need from supervision. Because if you've got a lot of things going on in your life and you need to be able to take that into supervision... 
but you need to find the right supervisor that will support you in doing that. Often it's about our work. Of course it is about our work, but it's about how we feel doing that work too. That's a big part of it. So I really hope that that has been helpful and I hope that that's going to give you some food for thought about getting the absolute best out of your supervision process and your experience in supervision and what it will mean as the years go on. I really hope that that has been a really big help for you. So I have to say it's been amazing to be back. I have so enjoyed talking with you. I feel like I could have gone about on about this for ages, but I have got to edit the podcast. So <laughs> sometimes that's not a good thing. So I just wanted to say again, thank you for all of the support. And until we meet again, until next time, thank you for being here. It has been great to have you with me. If you would like to leave a review on Apple or on Spotify now, (laughs) please help me out um, because it really does make a big difference. Anyway, take care of yourselves and I'll see you soon. Bye bye.